Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, May 9, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The rubber band is breaking. We'll have more on that later. However, they did make a new low. So we're going to discuss what is the next big time destination Is the market going to accelerate on the downside or is she coming into a place where we can expect a more pronounced bounce back upward? That's kind of the theme of some of the things we're going to discuss in tonight's video. Let's start with the rubber band breaking scenario. So we go back to the low that was made on the 24th of February. That low was 410.64. Today is the first day they closed below that low. In fact, not only did they close below that low, but they opened up right on or around the previous low made on the second of last week. Once they got below the 405 number, it opened the door for the big fat round number of 400. That was found inside the numbers. We'll get to that a little bit later. Then we have other numbers below that, which leads me to the next couple of things we need to discuss. A. Where is the next big-time destination? And then we're going to discuss how come they're not accelerating on the downside. That's a very interesting thing going on. So while we're on this chart and we have it in front of us, let's check out the volume. So the volume on the day when the market reversed the reversal, that's after the Fed announcement. After Kabuki Theater last week, the market went down on big volume. Then the market went down the next day, Not so big volume, meaning not bigger than the previous day. And then today it was even slightly less and the market was down considerably from Friday's close. As the market's going down in lighter volume, and it's only marginally lighter volume, but let's just look at it for what it is. When the market goes down on lighter volume, it's one way. It's not the only way and it's not an end-all be-all, but it's one way that Mrs. Market tells you that she's looking for some kind of a low. She's not accelerating. She's kind of slowing up, pulling up into the next destination. Think about it like this. She's traveling along the highway. She wants to get off an exit. As she's getting off an exit, she slows down to get off the exit. That's the volume decreasing getting off the exit. Now, We don't necessarily know that she's going to find a low pretty soon. We're going to talk about the numbers in a moment. But when you look at decreasing volume, that's the one thing that comes to mind when the market is going down on decreasing volume. Is she looking for a low? Okay, fair enough. We need more evidence. We need more stuff. That's just one thing. Let's start discussing the weekly chart since we can't see what's below current price on the daily chart. So the weekly chart I've identified as zone. It's 385.65 down to 381.25. Now normally that's a pretty wide zone, but when the swings are as wide as they have been, you have to expand the zone. Volatility expands, they're going to spike through numbers, and they're going to end up traveling a lot farther than the norm. We're in what we'll call a new normal. Now, we use that term or phrase, new normal, in a lot of different ways, but it makes a lot of sense. Let me just give you an example of what we're talking about. Let's just say, hypothetically, the market comes down and finally satisfies the 365 
That was a phony print from a long time ago. We call it a shenanigans print on the tape, a.k.a. a shenanigans tail candle. It happened a long time ago. We marked it on the chart when it happened, and then it disappears. But in some respects, it's the market's way of kind of giving you one of those flares up in the air saying, hey, at some point, I'm coming down to that number. Well, let's just say they come down to that number. Maybe they go lower. They come into the 200-period moving average on the daily chart. Wherever they decide to find what we'll call an interim low for now, that's going to create a new normal. It's going to create a reset, at least from a temporary perspective, of the tape. Stocks start to bounce. Everything kind of creates a new baseline. We have stuff to trade against. The market starts to bounce. Stocks start to recover. Opportunity has been created when the new normal is from a new low. We don't have that yet, but we're looking for that. When it arrives, it's going to create a whole host of opportunities. Let's get back to this area that we've marked on the chart around 385, 386, maybe slightly lower. Why is that area important? And it may be they don't even get to that area. I'm going to go over a couple of things. We do this all the time, but it's a great exercise. So the market rallied up to this point and pulled back. We do this all the time. So the high year was 394 and change. They're not that far from 394 right now, so for tonight's video, I had to go lower. If they come down to 394 tomorrow and reverse back in the other direction, so be it. 394 is an important point. So the market runs up to this area and pulls back. And the pullback doesn't look tremendous on the weekly chart, but when you go to this low here, 371.88 from 391, or 394, pardon me, that's a pretty good pullback. That qualifies as a breakout area. That's the point. The market ran up, pulled back. Then when it went back up, it broke out above that 394 area. So that zone in there is important. So what I've done is I've went to the trusty calculator and I started refining what numbers down there make total sense for the market A, to be attracted to, and B, to have a reaction back up in the other direction. And I come up with a zone, and because of the volatility, we're going to put it as a zone. We'll call it 386 to 381, give or take. That's the zone. So if we found the market down in that zone, let's just say over the next couple of days, I'm going to be expecting a bounce back in the other direction. Okay, let's take it a step further. We talk about cycles. They don't always work, but you always have to take a look at where the cycles are. Are we coming into an important area from a timing perspective? And the answer is, right now, I would say we are. Let's do it like this. We'll just cut to the chase. Tomorrow is day 30, and it's day 30 from this high all the way up here. Now, the market's had bounces along the way, and it can continue to go lower day after day after day. But what we're saying is, Day 30 is meaningful because it's an important number. A, in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, I give you the schematic, if you will, and how we use these numbers to determine time is more important than price. 30 is taking it one level higher. It's one more thing in addition to the stuff that's taught in the course. 30 is an important number. We're just going to say that it's an important number, and for now, we'll take my word on it. 
Well, what else do we have? Well, if tomorrow's day 30, it's also Tuesday. Well, what does that mean? It's turnaround Tuesday. Now, here's what we're going to be watching out for. Let's say they gap the market down on Tuesday, and they come into that important zone. Well, guess what? We're going to be looking for some kind of a reversal from that zone. And when I say we're going to be looking, that's really from inside the numbers. I'm going to be looking, we're going to be looking, everybody's going to be looking for some kind of reversal around that number. We need something to trade against. It's not by the zone or by the number. We're looking for the market to find stability in that zone. They don't have to get to that zone. They could turn around beforehand. They could gap up tomorrow. We don't know exactly what's going to happen on Tuesday, but what we do know is if we start to see certain characteristics unfold, we may, and I emphasize may, we may have something to work with. Now, that's if the market continues to drop, not necessarily at an acceleration rate. If it does change over to an acceleration rate, then we switch over to what? We switch over to this was the area that if they start closing below, that's the rubber band breaking, and that's the area where the acceleration can happen. doesn't have to happen. could happen at another point in time, but it can happen, so that's an awareness-type situation. You never know. Now, let's take it one step further. Let's just say, and we're kind of taking this out a little bit, but I want you to understand my mindset. Let's say... They reverse the market at some point, whether it's tomorrow or some point later from a lower price. And they do it without accelerating on the downside right now. So let's say within the next couple of days, they reverse the market, they try and rally it up a little bit. What does that tell us? It tells us that we're going to be looking to sell a rip. Under normal garden variety market conditions, they're not going to find a significant low until we have what's called, and everybody knows this term, a capitulation-type bottom. That's where they throw the baby out with the bathwater, people panic, there's margin calls, there's failing hedge funds, there's all kinds of stuff you didn't know was coming. Those type of things are the ingredients to the recipe for finding a low. Let's run through some stuff inside the numbers, We'll run through the commentary, we'll circle back to stocks on the move, And we'll see if, even on a day like today, do the stocks respect the numbers they're supposed to respect. Now, all in all, I'm going to run through the commentary, and there's not a lot of trades going on in here because it's not that type of market today. It was the type of market that most traders need to be, and I emphasize need to be a spectator rather than a participant. Why is that? Because most traders, and this is just the truth, this is just the way it is, most traders aren't equipped to handle the type of volatility found in a market like this. The swings are too wide, they get stopped out, their stops are too tight, and they don't understand that a stop that before might have been two or three points, today is 12, 15, maybe even 20 points. That's referring to the E-mini, for example, the S&P E-mini futures contract. We had a happy Monday, wake up, they're making a new low, the rubber band is breaking, We need to have that awareness because, again, they can accelerate at any point in time. They can do it overnight. They can do it tomorrow morning. We just discussed the fact that they haven't done it, and it's a little bit curious. So here we're talking a little bit about opportunity is being created. You have to have the patience to wait for the opportunity. This is a good time to discuss the lazy swing trader. 
We're in one trade right now. Traders are getting impatient. They're emailing me, where's the next trade? Listen, the next trade will come when the next opportunity shows up where I'm willing to put my capital at work. If I'm not willing to put the capital at work, I'm not going to tell you to do it. If you're just looking for trades, then you're really just looking for a gamble. And this is ironic. This is the way it works. It's irony at its finest. It's hard to figure out. However, this is a fact from the psychology perspective of how the market works. Most traders that don't understand how the market works would rather be, and I know this is a hard concept to get your head around, they'd rather be in a trade and lose than not being in a trade at all. It's very hard to get that concept through your head. But the proof in the pudding is this. They're willing to take five, six, seven trades and lose each time before realizing, hey, wait a minute, maybe, just maybe, we should wait for some clarity in the market. Does it make any difference if I take a trade today or Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday? There's trades coming. I have numbers on the board. In fact, I'm going to take a sidebar and show you something. This is Carvana. It's been in the news lately. It's getting thrown out with the bathwater. In fact, it is the bathwater. Now, you see a line in the screen, $40.45. I've been waiting for that number. Here's a daily chart for a long, long time. It was hard to even believe that they would ever get to that number. Now, here's an hourly chart. This is Friday. The low was $40.76. I want to make a point, so pay attention to this. They did not hit my number, so an alert didn't go off. I knew where it was, but the alert didn't go off because they didn't hit the number. But look what happened. Let's say they did hit the number and the alert went off. All of a sudden, within the hour or two, they're at a high of like $47, almost $48. Okay, think about that. It would have been played with options. It would have been a one-day trade. It would have been a tremendous gainer. We would have been long out of the trade on Friday, at least half of it, if not more. But they didn't do it. They didn't hit the number until today. I don't want it today. They already bounced away. Here's the point that I'm making. I have dozens and dozens of these. When they hit the numbers, most of them, if not all of them, are going to have some kind of reaction back in the other direction. Might take a day, might take more, might happen immediate, but these are important numbers. I'm waiting on my numbers. I'm also waiting on the market to show some clarity. Back to inside the numbers. For now, we exercise extra caution and go about our business. For traders who feel it's not prudent to participate, there's nothing wrong with being a spectator while learning from days and markets like this. This is important stuff to realize. They're approaching the big fat round number of 400. Below are additional important numbers. They're found on the board. This is what they look like. They're on the board bright and early around zero dark 30. And this is what we have as the day really starts to get underway. What I'm going to do is scroll up, let you pause the video, read the notes. Everything's in here from a numbers perspective in a resistance and support perspective. If they were going to squeeze the tape, where would they go? That was early in the morning before they fell. So we've got everything in here. It's just not easy to trade. You have to call it what it is. And this too will pass. Volatility will come down. They'll hit a low. They'll have some kind of a reset. And a whole new host of opportunities will arise. It happens over and over and over again. It just never feels like it's going to happen 
while this is going on. But again, this too will pass, and then it will come back around again. That's the way a bear market phase works. You really just have to flip the chart upside down. We talked about it last week. Everything that existed in a bull market is the mirror image opposite in a bear market. In a bull market, sometimes they miss numbers on the downside and they take off to the upside because they're so strong. In a bear market, they miss numbers on the upside and they fall because the market's so weak. Same routine. It's a mirror image. And we're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. Here was stocks on the move today. Now, understand that while the market was in the pre-market phase, what I have to do is find stocks that are moving, number one, and B, moving to an area where I know it's an important area. So on a day like today, when you know that a lot of stuff's going to open down and get killed after the open, you can't see it, so you can't put it on the board until after the open. So we had some stuff after the open for the live room. We'll get to that in a moment. For now, the one that hit its number today was the trade desk, TTD. The others didn't hit their price objectives. They're off the board. They're considered no trades. Microsoft came close to 62 65 and into the end of the day, let's see what the low was today, 263.32. It's too late in the day anyway, but just the point. Those numbers are magnetic. They're trying to get there. Here's the trade desk. You can see 43.48. They came into the number. They kind of slid into it. Then they bounced away in the other direction. The high here was 46.68. That's a really tremendous bounce, and that's the type of thing that you get in this type of tape. So when you go back and think about swing trades, have some patience, wait for the important number on the right stock at the right time and will be rewarded. Here's one that was put out for the live room members inside the numbers live. It was OIH early this morning, 262.65. They came into the number, they had a nice bounce away, gave us the trade, Jordan got it in the room, a lot of participants in the room got it, and you feel good about it. While everybody's getting killed, you pick off like a sniper a quick trade, you close it out, you go back to your business. ExxonMobil, same routine. They came into the number provided for the live room members. They gave the minimum required base hit and came back down like everything else. What's going on over in Camp IWM? They're hitting this one pretty good. And by the way, the opposite, and keep in mind, this is my favorite market leading indicator and they're doing the opposite in terms of the volume that we talked about in the SPY. So this has increasing volume as they're going lower. That's traditionally what you see in a market like this that's falling apart. The weekly chart indicates they're at a pretty important area. Number one, the 200 period moving average. Pretty important, but remember, they kind of hovered over it, not really close by, but close enough to say on a weekly chart, hey, they didn't get there, they bounced away, and now they're coming back. It's not really the same trade as it would have been had they come straight into the 200. That's number one. So I'm not surprised they won't or haven't stopped at the 200 just yet. They closed right below it today, but this is a weekly chart, so there's a lot of time left in the week, like four more days. But here's where we are. There's a little bit of a no-man's land thing going on, then there's a gap down here around 163, 164. And we could really say, and we do this one all the time, we just did it before, we could really say that somewhere in here is considered a breakout area. The market broke out, now it's coming back to pay a visit 
down in this zone. So whether it's the top where the gap is, whether it's down here in the middle, we don't know exactly because there's no book definition for what is the breakout area. It's a concept that goes with the common sense market analysis and logic. How do we know that? Because markets always do this over and over and over again. So we don't know exactly where it's going to stop, so we use other things within that former breakout area. Case in point, here's a weekly chart, breakup candle with a low at 153.67. So somewhere around 153, 154, 155, while they're already in that breakout area, they would tend to find some assemblance of a bull bear battle at least around that weekly chart breakup candle low. Common sense market analysis. And we know this because that's what happens the majority of the time. If, and it's a big F, if they came into it kind of in a hurry formation. If they go sideways or hover over it for a while, that changes the look of the chart. It changes a lot of stuff. What we're doing is looking at this saying, hey, if they came into this area quick, kind of sooner than later, we're interested. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They were doing so well until they weren't. So we had a thing going where I was looking at these higher lows. And obviously, since I like the fact that the transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine, I was saying, hey, is this trying to tell us something? We had higher lows. They weren't broken. Then they came close. Now they're broken. So the whole higher low thing is off the table, right back down to the lows. Again, downtrend, the trend is the dominant thing. The trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Now let's take a look at the weekly chart. They tried to recapture last week, tried to recapture the moving averages, these convergence of 20 and 50 period moving average. They ran a test of the breakdown candle high and they're falling away. They're hovering over the 200 week moving average. What's the likelihood they don't touch the 200-week moving average at this point? Well, in a week tape, another couple of down days or even less, and they will be at the weekly chart 100-period moving average. Is that a buy area? Well, if you're just looking at the chart from an analysis perspective saying, hey, I want to buy the best spot I can find below current price. Where is that spot? Well... On this chart, on the weekly chart, it's not the 100 period moving average because they already were over here for like four or five weeks. So I'd have to go down lower than that. Where's lower than that? The breakout area. It's not that much lower, but it's lower than that. So it's either at the top of the breakout area or it's somewhere in the middle of the area or maybe all the way down toward that breakup candle low. So somewhere in here and for inside the number members, I would refine that number from an intraday perspective using different charts, different type of calculator, a more refined methodology. This is the video at night when we're looking at the big picture. There's your zone. What number the trade is at is a little bit of a different story. What about the Qs? The folks out in Silicon Valley and spread out over Austin, Texas as well. New lows, just like everything else. Where's that number they would like to find some semblance of support? 282.50 would be a good spot. Don't know they get there anytime soon. But if you found the tape down there, 
sooner than later, there should be somewhere between 280-250 and 282-279, something in that neighborhood. There should be a reaction back up in the other direction. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. The XLF, the financials. So they're losing the financials. They're falling apart. Without the financials, the market cannot rally. Looking at the bigger picture, I think they have to pay a visit down to 30 bucks, give or take. That's just the way this thing is shaping up. Look at the monthly chart. So we'll just do this real quick. So here's the top of this. So that's a breakout area. That's a little over 30. So that breakout area puts it around 31. So if they're coming down, you see this 200 period moving average right at 30. Are they going to come up short of that too? Or are they going to spike it, get to 30, and then find an assemblance of support? Now this is all, again, in a hurry formation. This is sooner than later. If they start rallying away or they go sideways for a long time, then it changes the whole thing. I'm saying if we see another day, two, three of downside activity and they start getting close to this area, that's the area around 30 that they should reverse back in the other direction under normal garden variety market conditions. Now, if it's a crash type of situation, then they could certainly go a lot lower as can all the other markets. That's the scenario if we have an acceleration on the downside of all this stuff rather than what we've seen lately, which is more of, even though they're big swings, even though the market's eating up a lot of points and a lot of percentage on the way down, it's doing it kind of one step at a time. If it's a flush, if they change the tape and they actually really accelerate everything, then everything's going to spike through all the numbers. Smash Mouth spending the third week in a row underneath the 100 period moving average. Let's cut to the chase. Where are they headed? For one, they're in a pretty important area right here, assuming, and this is a big assumption, I'm not saying it will, but if price is going to continue lower, 197 is really a big time spot. Now it seems far away. It's 23, 24 points away. But guess what? They were down almost 12 today. So it's not that far away. And by the way, 207, give or take, we're not giving the exact price, it's just a ballpark figure. 207 is a 50% retracement from the pandemic low. That is a garden variety retracement. They could go farther, certainly 618 or even farther, but definitely 50% retracement is A, normal garden variety market behavior. This is a long-term chart. They retraced after they put in a top 50% of the last move, or they will if they get to around 207. It's also an area that you could see a bounce back in the other direction. A, it's magnetic, so it's drawing price in down to 207. Long-term chart, takes a while, could take a longer, could be there tomorrow, we don't know yet. But 207 is a very important spot. So knowing that, what does that become? 207 to 197 becomes a zone. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market analysis.